Hey, I'm Flora Lichtman, and I'm the host of Every Little Thing. It's a new podcast from Gimlet Media, and I just wanted to share the first half of one of our first episodes with you. I hope you like it. I guess I was addicted from day one. There's never, ever been an instance where I'm like, should I swing by in the alley? It's, yeah, what time, how fast can I get out of work and swing by in the alley? I get approached like I'm a dealer or something, you know. I have people come up to me and actually have whispered, are you the guy I need to talk to? It's like, why are you whispering? It's fine. I'm Flora Lichtman, and this is Every Little Thing from Gimlet Media. And the person you just heard from is Blake Valkyr and his alleyway addiction. Get ready. It's office plants. And that's what today's show is all about, the lives of office plants. I'm here with producer Christine Driscoll. Hey, Christine. Hey, Flora. How did you come across Blake in the first place? I met him last summer in Chicago. He's my friend's neighbor. Uh, He and my friend were talking across the fence in their backyards, and he was trying to give her these plants that he had. And I looked in his backyard, and he's surrounded by all these potted plants. And then I realized they're all office plants. How do you know that they're office plants specifically? Well, they weren't plants that you would pick out to be like, oh, I'm going to look at this hibiscus on my patio all summer and enjoy the beautiful flowers. It was things like bromeliads, which are those spiky kind of single stalk plants and vines and a lot of wilting palm trees. All leaves? All leaves. Yeah, all leaves. And so naturally, I wondered what is going on here? Why do you have so many of these office plants in your yard? And it turns out this started for him a couple of years ago. He was on his way home from work, and he took a different route. He turned down an alley. And there were these gorgeous six, eight-foot tropical plants sitting in the alley next to a dumpster. So, um, I don't know, I pulled up, kind of looked around, didn't really understand why they were out there. They looked really nice, but I figured, hey, if they were by the dumpster, they were they were free. And so he took those three tropical plants home, which, by the way, those are... They were huge trees that you might see in a lobby to try and save them. And then he went back the next day to see if there were more plants, and there were, and the next day, and the next day. So someone was throwing out plants every day. A lot of times they'll throw 10 to 20 in the dumpster, and I'll fish them out. And he kept going back until it became a daily habit to go pick up plants and rehab them. He ended up with so many office plants that he couldn't keep them all, and he had to start giving them away. I think about... In the almost two years I've been doing this, and I I literally, it has to number close to a thousand plants I've saved. It's awesome giving people plants that have never had plants before. Do people ever call you Planta Claus? Yes, the plant provider, the plant man, Planta Claus, whatever. (laughs) When I first heard this story, I had so many questions. Why are they all office plants? What makes an office plant an office plant? And who is throwing them all away? And the answer to that last question led us to a whole industry right under our noses. Not a lot of people know about, like, what we do. Or, like, people know that it gets done because they see it every day. That's Matt Schechter, and he's an interior scaper. So interior scapers are like landscapers for indoor spaces. They provide plants, they curate plants. Matt's family's business is called Interior Foliage Design, and Christine and I went to visit them in Queens, New York. So welcome. Wow. It's like a tropical oasis. 
The plants are in this tennis court-sized warehouse with kind of a translucent ceiling. It's like a greenhouse ceiling. They're big fans, and it is filled with plants. So when people call, they're like, oh, we want some greenery, or we want some plant life, or we want to put bring life into this space. A lot of dead spaces out there, because a lot of people are like, oh, we need to make working here happier. So I'm like, all right, cool. Interiorscapers like Matt rent out plants for events, or they'll supply plants to office buildings, hospitals, malls, banks, places like that. And this company in Queens is just the tip of the interiorscaping industry iceberg. The biggest interiorscaping company in the country is called Ambius, and they work with chains like Red Robin and Nordstrom. They're like the Starbucks of office plants. They're everywhere you go. Part of what interior scapers do is pretty straightforward. They evaluate the interior environment, light levels, available space, and choose which plants will physically work. But here's the other thing they do. They match make plants to the personality of the company. So, yeah, so we have uh, plants like these yucca canes, which are not necessarily more masculine, but they're uh, spikier and... Uh, more not, they're not aggressive themselves, but it, come, it can come off that way. Are these like power trees? Yeah, totally. You would see these in bachelor pads all the time. Um, not, I am not joking. Seriously? Yeah, they're, the, they're like the, what is it, the hide rug of the plant world, you know. <laughs> oh my God. Do office spaces or companies say, okay, we are trying to project an image totally. of power, Absolutely. give us your most powerful looking plant? Not, they won't say it like that, but I'll know what they're saying. Well, or, what's the sub, how do they say it in their language? Well, they're saying they, we want it to reflect, we want it to reflect the, what we're going for as a company. Are there plants that, um, that are like Wall Street plants or banker plants? Well, there's definitely uh, old school like law firm plants. Uh, yeah, let's, I'll show you that one. Yeah, here we go. So, so this is a Kentia palm. It looks like sort of the um, fronds of a palm tree, but totally. all stuck into the ground. Right. Basically, there's no this the there's no trunk really. It's right. like a lot it's of stalks. Multiple, it's multiple stalks coming from the root ball. It can be seen as a little bit more of a conservative plant. Now, why does anyone care about a Kentia palm? Well. They're originally from Lord Howe Island off the coast of Australia, uh, which used to be a British colony. These plants were taken from that side of the world back to England, and only the aristocracy would be able to afford them. And that's why you'll notice that if you go to like the Plaza Hotel or like any other old money kind of world, you'll see them because they were the original status symbol. Like now you can just like, buy something online or you can buy a Mercedes or something. But back in the day, there were there were different ways of showing status. This is so cool. So this is a status symbol plant from... It's a, well, it's a status symbol plant, but most people who walk into an office today will be like, oh, cool plant. Uh-oh, what's happening? I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, Walter. These are taken out of account? Yeah. Okay. Why are they coming back? Um, they want to replace for something else. Because they don't like the way they looked, or do you know no, why? No, because um, they're a little too dangerous to the place where they was. We're looking at a, a large cactus. <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah so All we're right. going to replace it with something less dangerous, yeah. You know how it goes. 
sometimes it doesn't work out between office and plant. Sometimes they just don't click. The reason this interior scaping company is willing to take back this cactus is because their client didn't just buy the plant, they also bought a guarantee that the interior scaper will replace the plant if it's dying, or it looks bad, or it has too many prickles. It's like a free refill for plants. These companies don't want to be resuscitating plants on premises. This is Matt's dad, Stuart Schechter. He's the founder of this business. They have a conference room. They're talking about big deals. They want to make sure the plant looks good. And I don't want the guy calling us here to say, hey, I've got a dead plant on my reception desk. <laughs> Can we just spend a moment imagining plants being super key to big business deals? I just really like that idea. Yes, I think it's very accurate. <laughs> if I'm in a room thinking about spending money, and there's a big, healthy plant giving me a sense of abundance and calm, I am going to confidently sign that contract. Matt says they do all they can to keep their plants healthy. In fact, the interior scaper sends a technician to water and care for the plants. But nonetheless, there are occupational hazards. We can't control all factors, like, for instance, people putting coffee in the planters or people putting other sorts of liquids. It's like, making me enraged. Yeah, I know, I know. But sometimes people are like, oh, it's nutrients. You know, I'm like, no, it's not. But like, it's a, it's a client. And I'm not going to be like, mm, actually, you're not really supposed to do that. And they're like, all right, nerd. <laughs> Go wipe down some plants, you know. This maintenance agreement and the free plant refills it all helps explain Christine's story about Blake, the guy scoring plants in the alley that we heard from in the beginning. Yeah, so the plants he was taking were from an interior scaping company, which was throwing out all of these very mildly damaged plants because the offices they were in can't make big business deals <laughs> if there's a single dead leaf on their kentia palm. <laughs> so Blake is like this scavenger on the outskirts of this big industry, taking the things that they throw away and making good use of them. That's how lucky office plants retire. But... What about office plants in their youth? What about their salad days? Where do these plants come from? They come from Florida most of the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. All the time, right? All the plants here, yes. So when this happened, I was like, surely this is only true of this business. Whatever Matt says, it can't be true that all plants in New York are coming from Florida. Right. It's not like there's actually an office plant capital of the country. Of course not. That would be outrageous. That would be outrageous. Okay, so on our left's just um, potted plants as far as the eye can see. After the break, we follow the office plant trail to the source. Plus, we find out why you see the same kinds of plants over and over again in offices. And guess what? It has to do with astronauts. That's it. That's the first half. If you want to hear the rest, you can go and subscribe to Every Little Thing wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 